At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time for Rush Hour with Danny Burke, presented by Bed Rivers. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, as always, broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois, at the Rivers Casino. Packed crowd in the sportsbook right now. Plenty of action to look forward to tonight with Game 7 and Hockey with the Lightning and Islanders. We'll touch on that in just a second. And not only do we have some Stanley Cup playoffs, of course, we got some basketball action in the Eastern Conference Game 2 between Milwaukee and Atlanta. Can the Hawks get the job done once again, or will Milwaukee tie the series up at one apiece? We'll get into that game as well as a couple props that I have for bets tonight. Sean Hyken, NBA reporter over at Bleacher Report, will be joining us in 10 minutes to discuss further in the aspects of that game and the game tomorrow between the Suns and the Clippers, some player markets and much more surrounding the hardwood. Plus, got a couple plays on the diamond tonight, some Major League Baseball action. And to expand further on the slate, we got Scott Miller, Series XM MLB Radio. He's a great analyst there. We've had him on before. Love his insight when it comes to baseball. So we'll be touching on some baseball action toward the end of the show with Scott Miller. But again, let's begin the program tonight. Like we mentioned already, Stanley Cup playoffs, baby. Game 7, which team will be moving on to the Stanley Cup finals to face the Montreal Canadiens? Yes, unfortunately, the Canadiens got the job done, and we say unfortunately because our VGK 9-1 ticket is dead. But at least we got the dub with the under 5.5 goals last night. Is there a bet to make tonight, though? Let's kind of investigate a little bit further because Tampa Bay, 
They opened up as a big favorite here. They're at home. Minus 175 is where we saw the opener. The Islanders at about plus 155. Now, the market's been trending a little bit toward the Islanders currently at Bed Rivers, New York. Now plus 140. The Lightning minus 162. Total still remains at five. Close to a pick em, though. Over minus 107. Under is minus 112. If you want to take the puck and a half with New York, you're laying minus 195. If you want to lay the puck and a half with the Lightning, think they have a great performance like the last time they were at home when they won 8-0, it's plus 160 in favor of Tampa Bay. Now, instead of laying the minus 162, there is an alternative route you can take because I know a lot of people don't necessarily like laying such a high price. And if you think the Lightning could win this game, such as I do myself, instead of looking to lay the minus 162, maybe look at a different option. Mike Palm talked about this earlier today on the Nuts. Let's take a listen. But instead of betting them and laying the 165 or 70 night, let's just bet them to win the cup. They're going to be, you say, $3 favorite over Montreal here. So, I mean, this is like a parlay of minus 170 and minus $3. And he's exactly right. So if you're assuming they're going to win this game, then they're going to be a sizable favorite against the Canadians. He was talking with Amal Shaw there uh, on the nuts earlier today, and he's right. I don't know if they'll be upwards of $3. Maybe they will. But the Canadians have been the hot team, so I'm not saying that Montreal is just going to lose regardless of what the matchup is. My point being, it was kind of the strategy with the Golden Knights last night, right? I mean, not that we bet it, but if you wanted to take them to win last night instead of laying the price bet them to win the series for some plus money. And I think the same could be said for Tampa Bay this evening. Instead of laying minus 162, you can bet them plus 126 to win the cup. Because if they win tonight, the series price going forward, again, is going to have Tampa Bay as a huge favorite. They won't have plus money as their price. No chance. Unless they lose game one, that's really the only circumstance in which that may come to fruition. But again, you know, just looking further into this game, I do think the Lightning get the job done. They played a lot better at home as opposed to the road this series. They've tacked on 13 goals at home compared to six on the road. And defensively, Vasilevsky has allowed just four at home compared to seven on the road. Now, overall this series, Vasilevsky 3-3-0 with a 1.85 goals against average and a 93% save percentage. Varlamov on the other side, 3-3-0, 2.75 goals against average and a 91% save percentage. So Tampa Bay is a more experienced team and... You know, I know this series has been going back and forth, and the Islanders present some value there at plus 140. A lot of teams, like Montreal specifically, have been great in backing this whole postseason, but I do think that Tampa Bay gets the job done. Now, again, you know, we talked about teams that were in the Futures Department who we'd maybe bet. VGK was my number one. Tampa Bay was my number two team thinking they could repeat, and I think that experience is going to prove to be the deciding factor, the overall talent, and the goaltending tonight. So if, again, you don't want to lay the minus 162, don't be afraid to take the plus money for them to win the cup right now at plus 126. You still might get that plus value at some point. The Canadians keep up the hot streak. But if you don't want to have to bank on that, that may be your best option for the Stanley Cup playoffs tonight and further along. Once again, welcome into the show, Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for joining us on this Friday evening with a lot of action to look forward to. We were talking about Game 7 between the Lightning and the Islanders. I think Tampa Bay gets the job done. Not going to be betting it officially, but instead of laying the minus 162, would probably recommend just going plus 126 for them to win the cup. Uh, we'll get more into playoff action tonight, but not in NHL per se. We've got some NBA action to look forward to. Sean Hyken, a Bleacher Report, will be joining us in a few moments. We'll get his take on tonight's game with the Hawks and the Bucks. Game two, 
Let's go ahead and kind of square that away, though, and just kind of get you those lines and where it's altered because, again, we saw Milwaukee open up as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Slowly kind of went in the direction of Milwaukee, went up to eight, and now as of late, these past couple hours, it's gone up to eight-and-a-half. This is the same thing that happened in game one. In regards to the total, it opened 226-and-a-half, dipped down a little bit to 225. Moneyline has Milwaukee minus 375, Atlanta plus 295. Now, we cashed in on Atlanta in game one. We took the eight points, and, you know, you could easily run it back and say, oh, yeah, let's just do that. Why wouldn't we do that again? I'm a little bit leery in doing that once again because when Atlanta has lost games, you know, they've lost in pretty impressive fashion. They've lost in this postseason by an average margin of 11.5 points. You saw it happen against the Sixers when they got the upset in game one. They came back and they lost that game by 16 points. So could that be the similar situation with Milwaukee? Possibly. I would still take the 8.5 before I would do anything else. And I think also something you have to consider is what can you expect out of Milwaukee's offense. I mean, Chris Middleton really didn't provide much in that sense of the game. I mean, Drew Holiday stepped up as the number two guy besides Giannis, but is Chris Middleton going to be able to get you 20-plus? If he can and Drew Holiday gets you around that 19-point range and Giannis does similar things, I think Milwaukee does take care of business. Again, still wouldn't rush to lay the eight and a hook in this game, but I think this one I'm just personally going to take a step back, maybe look more of the in-game betting angle in terms of the spread or the total. Uh, with this total 225, again, open 226.5, probably only would have looked under, but don't have as strong a feel on this one in terms of the total as I probably do or will do in the Suns and Clippers game, which is tomorrow, and of course we'll preview that a little bit with Sean Hyken and see where that number's moved early on because, again, that was Pickham. Seems like the Clippers are getting some momentum as well as the total going under in that direction, but our primary focus tonight, the Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks. 8.5 is where we're seeing the spread. Got a couple props that I like in this game, so we'll save that a little bit for later. Would only go taking the 8.5 with Atlanta in this spot because our same kind of argument that we had for game one that I was bringing up is, you know, we're kind of in this mode, a lot of people, that we can't believe that Atlanta's in this spot. But we're not really willing to admit that maybe they are good enough and deserving of being here. So that was kind of another main reason that I wanted to take the points, and if they covered and or won, which they did, maybe you wouldn't get the same value. But here we are again. The line at eight and a half, only keeping and keeping going toward Milwaukee. So maybe you do jump in on Atlanta catching eight and a half. But like I alluded to earlier, the only thing that concerns me is that when Atlanta has lost his postseason, it's been by a healthy amount, an average margin of over 11 points. So maybe that's going to be the same case tonight. And you're seeing the sharper money move it toward Milwaukee minus eight and a half. But I don't think that's probably the right side because Atlanta is, has enough tools to keep up offensively. We'll see if that's going to be the story tonight. Trey Young, if he still gets some looks, he's going to be able to put up his production as well with some passes, which we'll kind of get into his assist prop tonight. But what can you get out of Chris Middleton is the big question for Milwaukee. And then on the other side, for role players for Atlanta, is Bogdanovich going to be 100%? This was our big question heading into game one. And no, he didn't have the same impact that we've seen before in the postseason and in the regular season against Milwaukee. Still technically questionable going into this game. So, Will that be a big factor heading into game two? Something just to be cognizant about when handicapping this game with such a big spread at eight and a half, despite Atlanta getting the outright win in game one. Well, let's get into this a little bit deeper with the expert who does a great job at covering the association, Sean Hyken. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Hyken and follow his great work over at Bleacher Report. And Sean, as always, we thank you for joining us. So as I was alluding to, spread up to eight and a half in favor of Milwaukee. 
How do you view this game? I mean, does Milwaukee bounce back? And if they do, is it going to be in dominant fashion or can Atlanta still keep it relatively close? I'll tell you what, man, I am done picking against the Hawks. I mean, I mean, Milwaukee could win this game. I would, but I, I, I wouldn't expect it to be a blowout at all by, by any means. I just, I just think, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's tough to explain. I just kind of believe in Atlanta at this point. And that's the thing. That's kind of what I was just saying. It's like, at what point are we finally going to give in and say maybe this Atlanta team is actually built to go on a run and they're actually good. And and that's what we saw in game one. That's what we saw against the Sixers. The Knicks series is a little bit different because it was a pick em virtually anyways. But we got to give credit where credit's due, and we'll see if we can keep doing that after game two. But what do you think makes this Atlanta team so specialized at this point? Why are they able to compete with the likes of all these players on the Bucks? Well, they're just, I mean, I think you obviously have to give a lot of credit to Nathan Miller, who's done a great job uh, since the coaching change in the middle of the season. But everybody on that team, obviously Trey Young is the focal point of the offense. But if you look at the rest of that roster, every single guy on that team knows exactly who they're, what their role is. Everybody knows what they are, what they bring to the team, and everybody just kind of plays their role and doesn't try to do too much. And just kind of that combination of all of those guys having that same buy-in, I think it made them, it made them kind of dangerous in the playoffs. Now, what do you think we can expect with kind of the rhythm and momentum of this game? I mean, is this going to be more of a faster-paced, higher-scoring game, or will this be slowed down a little bit, do you think? I think we. I think it's going to be. I mean, you know, Trey Young is going to come out firing, and I think I think they're going to try to get Chris Middleton involved on the other side because he, you know, he had a bad shooting night in Game One. He was, I think, six for twenty-two on the night, and uh, I think they know that in order, the Bucks know that in order to have a chance in this series, they need him to have a big night. They need him to shoot kind of like he normally does, and so I think we're going to see him uh, step up a little bit, or at least try to get him involved more. So I think it is going to be kind of more of a high-scoring effort. Yeah, 225 is where we're seeing that total has dipped down a little bit from the opener, but you're right. I mean, kind of like I mentioned earlier, too, the reason why the Bucks, in my opinion, didn't get the job done is because in order to do that, you need a guy like Chris Middleton to step up. He's got to score 20-plus. I knew Drew Holiday can fill that role, but the Bucks really aren't deep enough to go deep in this playoffs if they don't have enough offensive talent and capability of doing so. And with that being said, I mean, do you think that the team really – just needs Chris Middleton to have a good game. And could you kind of correlate that in the sense of if Chris Middleton is off, then maybe Atlanta has the edge? Because obviously here, you know, we're looking at all the betting angles and we can do the in-game betting attack. So if the correlation is Chris Middleton is off, do you think that that better provides for a bet on Atlanta then? I would say so, just because, you know, you saw what happened in the last game when Chris Middleton didn't have a good shooting night and then Atlanta was able to come away with the win. I mean, Middleton has been such a huge part of Milwaukee's offense the whole year that if he's, you know, he's going to be taking a lot of shots, it's not like he's going to suddenly say, oh, well, you know, I had a bad shooting night. I'm not going to take as many shots this time. They're going to give him those, those opportunities, give him those looks. He's got to knock them down, though. Yeah, of course. And that's the thing. It's not like it's anything him losing his confidence. It's just you have one bad game, and he's great enough to be able to bounce back, and that certainly could be the case tonight. We'll see if that has a big factor in just the overall outcome of this game, which, you know, inevitably it will. So, again, eight and a half is where we're seeing that spread. Total at about 225. Now, before we move on to look ahead to the Western Conference Finals, Sean, uh, the series price still has Milwaukee as the favorite, minus 225. Atlanta plus 180 is the dog. Looking down the road, how do you think the series turns out? And if you, I guess if you had to pin it down exactly, who wins and in how many games, in your opinion? I mean, I think it's going seven. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, like, I think, I think just the one thing these playoffs have taught us is 
especially with these these ones where the teams are kind of evenly matched. I think you can kind of guess that it's going to go seven. I, like I said earlier, I'm kind of done picking against the Hawks. Obviously, I understand that on paper Milwaukee is favored because they have Giannis, the two-time MVP, and you know you'd think their top-end talent is higher. But I'm just I'm just kind of like I picked against the Hawks in the first round. I picked against the Hawks in the second round. I don't know if I'm going to do that again. <laughs> Hey, well, if you want to bet the Hawks, maybe do it again in third times the charm, and we'll follow along with you. But you're right. I mean, this game kind of has, or this series, excuse me, kind of has the feeling that it could keep going back and forth. And over six and a half games, you're getting for some decent plus money, about plus 165 or so. So that could be a viable option as well. We'll see if that's the case, if Milwaukee can bounce back tonight. And, you know, we're kind of having the same feelings maybe in the Western Conference then, Sean with the Suns and the Clippers. Los Angeles getting a nice bounce-back win last night and in an impressive fashion at that. Not only did they win, but pretty comfortably. For Game 4, this one opened again virtually a pick em, and a little bit of the money is going to Los Angeles. Now they're just a half-point favorite, but again, a pick em at this point. Totals at 218.5. Looks like the unders getting some love from the opener at 220. You know, again, we talk about momentum so much, and it seems like the Clippers certainly garnered some after Game 3. Do you think they parlay that into another dub, or now that Chris Paul's back in the mix, he kind of got acclimated a little bit, do you think the Suns bounce back and Devin Booker can find a rhythm once again? This is going to sound crazy that this is the player that's going to swing the conference finals, but I'm really interested to see what happens with whether Cameron Payne is available because he, you know, he goes out last night with the ankle injury in Game 3, and he had done such a good job filling in for Chris Paul during those first two games, and Chris Paul was still out of it. You know, when he goes down, you know, it did kind of mess with their with their rotations a little bit. And that was one of the reasons, I think, I don't think it was the entire reason. I don't think Cameron Payne is a reason that the uh, Clippers won by double digits. But I think that, you know, if, they, if, if, if Phoenix can get him back in time for uh, the game tomorrow, I think that's going to give them a better chance to kind of take a 3-1 lead and really, you know, take a commanding lead in the series. But I mean, the first two rounds, the Clippers go down 0-2, and people just kind of say, oh, all right, it's over. They don't have it, and then they are able to come back. So, I mean, I just like with the Eastern Finals, I think this series is going long either way. I would still kind of lean towards Phoenix to win it, but I, I think it's going to go seven. It, it is so funny that you say it. It's crazy to think that it all depends on Cameron Payne. I mean, you and I, you know, following the Bulls a lot, we're in the Chicagoland area here. That would just be the most ridiculous statement to utter just a couple of years ago. And here we are looking at the Western Conference Finals and everybody worried about what's going to happen with campaign. But you're right. I mean, he went off for 29 points in the other game. Then he gets injured. The Suns lose. And not to say that's a direct correlation, but certainly will have an impact sizable enough to affect what happens with the bench production. And I guess just looking forward, looking at the overall outlook of this team for Phoenix and Sean, like, again, you know, Devin Booker had the mask on, and everybody was like, oh, is he going to have the mask game? And in a sense, he did, but in a negative way, do you think he bounces back this next performance, or maybe is that something that's going to affect him for the rest of the series? It's always tough when someone, guy, you know, guys who don't usually wear those masks have to end up wearing those. I remember years ago, you know, you're talking about the Bulls. I remember years ago, Derrick Rose broke his uh, – face he had some kind of facial injury i think it was a broken nose during training camp and then he had to wear a mask for like the first month of the season and then i remember there was this game against the clippers where they uh where he rips off his mask at halftime and then he was struggling in the first half and then kind of goes off in the second half so that's definitely gonna be something interesting to keep an eye on for sure all right well sean we've talked about these games that are coming up with tonight and tomorrow night but let's kind of look a little bit down the road 
uh, some noise in terms of where players could be going revolving around Ben Simmons. Obviously, he's getting a lot of publicity, not necessarily positive for what happened in the series. And then the speculation is, well, the Sixers don't want to deal with him anymore. That's been a hot topic on a lot of these shows throughout this past week. The odds have been posted at Bet Rivers for, for where uh, Ben Simmons will land next season. Sixers still the favorite, minus 125. The Wizards are 2-1. to one. Blazers 3 to 1, Lakers 10 to 1, Bulls 15 to 1 and the Warriors, I talked about this a little bit at 20 to 1, maybe have the best value because in my mind Sean, if a team's picking up Ben Simmons, you would give him to a squad or a squad would want to have him if you already have an established team that doesn't want to A build around him and B need him to be a top scorer. So that's why I think a team like the Warriors could send a decent enough package and build around him to still be solid with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, etc. But where do you envision Ben Simmons playing next year? Do the Sixers work things out, or do they ship him? I don't think he's going to still be in Philly. I think it's pretty obvious. Not, I mean, not just for him, but I think for them. I think both sides could really use a fresh start. Now, the problem with the Warriors uh, as a trade destination, I, I, I hear you on that. I think he'd be a great fit there. But as far as what they could send back, like if the Sixers are making trades, uh, you know, if they're trading away somebody like Ben Simmons, they're not going to do it for a bunch of picks and, you know, young players that are going to take time to develop like a James Wiseman as like a centerpiece. I don't really see that happening because they have an MVP candidate in his prime who they need to maximize for the rest of the time that he is still at that level. And so I think that, I think they will probably look to get back kind of more established players, whether that's a CJ McCollum in Portland or, you know, whatever else the case may be. But, uh, it's going to be interesting for sure to see how the market develops there. All right. And then before we let you go here, Sean, what about Damian Lillard? Blazers, a huge favorite to keep him is we're assuming that's probably going to be the case, but do you think that it actually could be a thing that he ships to another team, even though he's one of the most loyal guys in the league? That's not going to happen. At least not this off season. I mean, he's, he's been very involved in the process when it comes to them finding a new coach. And I mean, he does want to win and he, you know, he wants to win at a high level. And I mean, it's pretty clear that the roster as it exists right now in Portland is not going to be the thing to do that, but you still, you don't know what they're going to do this offseason. You don't know if they're going to trade CJ McCollum, maybe for a Ben Simmons, maybe for somebody else and see what, uh, you know, what the roster looks like. And the thing is, even if James did go to the front office now and say trade, he still has four years left on his contract. And so they could look at it, look around and say, there's not a good enough package. So we don't have to trade you right now. We're, we're just going to, we're not going to do that. And, I don't see Dame just the way he's wired doing the James Harden thing and making that into a distraction or anything like that. So I don't know where his head is at right now as far as whether he wants to stay or he wants to leave. But the two things I can tell you on that are he's been involved in their coaching search and you know giving his input on candidates and that he has enough time left on his contract that even if he did want to trade, Portland is under no you know stress to do it because he has such a long time left on his contract that he doesn't really have the leverage that others do. So I would say he's not going anywhere. Agreed. Would be hard to imagine Damian Lillard suiting up in another uniform. We've seen crazy things like that happen before. A little bit different story when it comes to Lillard. But, Sean, hey, we appreciate you giving us some insight on tonight's game tomorrow and a little bit down the road with some of these players. Take care, my man, and we'll look forward to catching up soon. Yeah, thanks for having me on. At Hiking, where you can follow Sean on Twitter, catch his content as an NBA reporter over at Bleacher Report. Don't worry, still more NBA to come. We'll preview tonight's game. I got a couple plays with some props. Speaking of plays, let's go to the Diamond. Some baseball action coming your way next right here on Rush Hour.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. You get daily hometown discounts on boosts on all of your favorite teams only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Daily hometown discounts available. Check them out. BetRivers.com. Back at it here on Rush Hour on a Friday evening. A rainy day in the Windy City. We're just outside of it, though, in Des Plaines, Illinois, at the Rivers Casino, out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm Danny Burke. Thank you for joining us on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Still to come, Scott Miller to talk some MLB. Good slate to look forward to tonight, and a good game on the south side, potentially, for the White Sox as they take on the Seattle Mariners. Actually, like a play in this game. So let's kind of dissect this one a little bit further. We got Kikuchi, the southpaw for Seattle, 
going up against Carlos Rodon, who's been having a tremendous season, currently second in terms of the odds to win AL Cy Young at Bet Rivers. Now the Southpaw in Rodon, 6-2 this season with a 1.83 ERA, an XFIP of 2.90 and a whip of .84. He's got the White Sox, the minus 195 favorite at home. Run line plus 105. Total is 7.5. Open date is now dipped to 7.5. And, and the Sox open minus 166. Got as high as over $2, but you're seeing a little bit of buyback on Seattle. Now, Kikuchi isn't that bad. I, I You know, I bet on him a couple times. It's just the Mariners are so brutal that he kind of gets screwed. But he's 4-3 and three with a 3.46 ERA, similar to his XFIP, which is 3.46. And then his whip, solid at 1.04. Now, both teams are coming off an off day yesterday, and as good as Kikuchi's numbers have been, if you look at his home run to fly ball ratio, it's at 21.7%. League average typically is at 10%. So if the White Sox can make some good contact, balls could be flying on the south side tonight. White Sox, as we know, the adage, you always bet them. Well, you don't always bet them, but you try to look for a bet for them when they go against southpaws, and Kikuchi's just that. They're number two in Major League Baseball against lefties, 792 OPS. The Mariners against lefties, 659 OPS, which is 27. Quite the difference in terms of offense against lefty pitchers. Now, instead of laying the minus 195, I opted to go with the run line tonight. And when I got it, it was even money. You're getting a better price now, though, at Bet Rivers at plus 105. If you look what the White Sox have done at home with the run line, 22 and 17 this season puts you at 56%. And with one day off in between, 8 and 3, which is hitting 73%. Now, Kikuchi is actually 0-1 with an 11.05 ERA in two starts against the White Sox in his career. He allowed 11 runs, 9 earned, and 7 and one-thirds inning. Quite the opposite story for Rodon, who's 3-0 and 1.50 ERA in four career starts against the Mariners. And he's pitched to a 1.42 ERA in three starts just this June alone. You get the White Sox against the lefty, against an inferior team in Seattle. Day off, look to bet the White Sox, but instead of laying the minus 195, Lay the run and a half. You're getting better money now, plus 105, than what I got at even money, but expecting and hoping for a big night out of the White Sox against the Mariners. So that's the first bet we got in Major League Baseball this evening. Now let's take a gander at the Padres and Diamondbacks. 9, 10 p.m. scheduled first pitch in San Diego coming off that nice sweep against the Dodgers. Momentum going with the seven-game win streak. Minus 315 is San Diego is the favorite. Plus 260 is Arizona. Total at 8.5 with Chris Paddock and Corbin Martin on the mound. Focus here surrounds Corbin Martin. 0-2, 8.62 ERA with a 6.04 XFIP and a 2.04 whip. Albeit he's only pitched 15.2 innings, but a big enough sample size to look to fade him. Now obviously I'm not going to lay two runs. I'm not going to lay minus 315. And with a run and a half, I still don't want to lay the minus 143. So the angle that I'm looking here a little bit more so uh, with the Padres is how about a first five bet with the total of runs that they may produce. Now, this is a unique bet that are offered at some books, but you can look at the Padres' first five total over two and a half and minus 131. Martin has allowed the opposing team to go over this in three out of four of his starts, plus in the one that he personally didn't allow it to happen. The pitcher who came in at the end ended up allowing them to go to three runs in those first five innings. Now, the Padres have gone over two and a half runs in the first five innings in five out of seven games during this winning streak and four out of six overall against the Diamondbacks this season. Now, if you don't want to do that, you could also do the total game runs at five. I would bet that over as well. But the main one I'm doing, the Padres' first five innings, team total over two and a half runs minus 131. 
think they get to Martin early and often. I think it could be a big game, as indicated by the odds, for the San Diego Padres looking to keep their hot streak alive. So rolling with that, and also the Chicago White Sox on the run line for even money, up to plus 105 now. So some good looks on the south side here in Chicago. All right, more bets coming your way. Stick around on Rush Hour. Let's talk NBA, though. A couple prop bets I like. We'll discuss next. feature on vcin.com every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every single game in the major sports with current odds along with the percentage of bets and money that are being placed on each game you can check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that correlates with the money coming in on those games to help you find the betting edge and of course we have all the odds data and analysis for every single game as well so go ahead and start your next sports bet at VSIN.com. It is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, and the show is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook in Des Plaines, Illinois, at the Rivers Casino. Thank you for joining us on a Friday evening, jam packed with some betting action. Went over a couple baseball plays for this evening, but let's get you squared away with more NBA betting action. Talked with Sean Hike and a Bleacher Report to get things started off. Let's revisit where this game between the Bucks and the Hawks started. And where it is moved to now it opens seven and a half in favor of milwaukee despite them dropping game one against atlanta line has moved in favor of milwaukee continuously now they're up to eight and a half for game two money line has the bucks minus 375 atlanta if you think they get the outright win another upset plus 295 is the value you are getting total at 226 kind of ticked back up from where we originally saw it uh, 226.5 is where it was, but then it went down to about 225. Now up to 226 currently at Bet Rivers. So what's going to be the result of this game? Well, in my opinion, if you're looking to bet it in terms of the spread, money line, or total, you got to take the 8.5 with Atlanta, right? I mean, that seems to be the obvious option, and there's nothing obvious when it comes to betting. We know that. But to me, when you look at what the Hawks have done and what they are capable of providing offensively, it matches up with Milwaukee. But I'm not going to be betting this because what Atlanta has done poorly this postseason is when they lose, they lose pretty sizably. Now, you know, they, it's been by an average of 11.5 points, and they lost by 9 to the Knicks in that first-round series in the one game they lost. They lost by 16 twice to the Sixers and then by 5 once to Philadelphia. So after they won game 1 against Philly, that next game they lost by 16. So, you know, I get that the Bucs and the Sixers are a completely different team and that the Sixers are better offensively, at least in my mind. But they still have that volatile aspect to them that makes me a little bit leery that that could be the case. Also factoring that Chris Middleton didn't do anything offensively. If he can bounce back, which they need him to, then maybe the Bucs go off on the offensive side of things. Again, that's not to say I'm betting the Bucs, but it's enough to keep me away from it. If I was going to be touching anything, would only take the eight and a half points with Atlanta because, again, like we said before, we took them in game one. Maybe we're just not giving them a credit, and they really are that good. And game two could be another indicator of that, and you can take the eight and a half points, and they can keep it close, maybe not win, 
But that's the bet that I would go with in terms of the spread. Not going to make it an official bet. Wanting to see more so where this game goes, how the tempo is. So we'll, I'll tack it with the in-game perspective in terms of the spread or money line in total. But let me interest you in a couple props tonight, as we typically do here on Rush Hour. It's time for Prop Shelf. Taking a gander at some of these players and which angles can provide the best opportunity. Let's start with Trey Young, the man himself who went off last game for game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Instead of dabbling with his points, what about his assists? How is he going to help his teammates tonight? Nine and a half is the number that's listed at Bet Rivers. The over is the slight favorite, minus 120. The under, you're still laying a price, minus 107. And what I always like to do when an assist prop is at about nine and a half is look how that correlates with him to record a double-double. You're assuming he's going to score at least 10 points, so is it worth it to bet a double-double at a better price or for him to rack up 10 assists, assuming he's also going to get 10 points? You're actually paying more to bet that Trey Young gets a double-double at minus 129, but if we're assuming he's going to get 10 points, the question is, can he get 10 assists? So instead of laying minus 129, banking on that to happen, just lay the minus 120, nine cents better, that he goes over nine and a half assists. And I do think he does uh, accomplish that because, look, game one, while he still dropped 48 points, he racked up 11, 11 assists and also seven rebounds. But he's averaging 10 and a half assists this postseason overall. He's gone over nine and a half in eight out of 13 games this whole playoffs. And look, if the Bucks do try to focus and limit him more so even more than they did in game one, that's just going to force him to look for better opportunities, tee up his teammates, and then you would assume that would correlate with his number of assists going up. And the Hawks have enough offensive talent to help him out in that category. So look for Trey Young over 9.5 assists. He goes over it again. That's probably going to be adjusted to 10.5. So take advantage of it being under double digits while you still can. So let's take Trey Young over 9.5 assists at minus 120. All right, well, let's take another look then at one of his teammates who had a good game in game one. John Collins, the big man. What is he going to do tonight? Well, instead of looking at something individual, let's do kind of a combo bet here with his points, rebounds, and assists. 26 and a half is the number that's listed over under minus 113. Game one racked up 23 points, 15 rebounds, and one assist. So overall had 39. Again, remember 26 and a half is the number he needs to go over. And I'm saying go over because that's the bet and direction that I'm looking. This postseason, he's averaging just under 15 points per game, nine rebounds, and just under an assist. So he's gone over 26 and a half points, rebounds, and assists combined in seven out of 13 games this postseason. And if you look at what he did after the Knicks series, though, where he really wasn't as dominant, he's gone over it in six out of the last eight games. So this seems like a good price and a good spot to go John Collins over 26 and a half. He obviously has helped with Clint Capella taking some of the workload also when you have the two big guys down there. And obviously, if a lot of the attention is focused on Trey Young, can open up a lot of space for a guy like John Collins. Had a great connection with Trey Young in game one. Let's see if that can happen again, because I'm a little bit surprised that this is at 26.5. I would think it would be a little bit higher. So I played over 26.5 points, rebounds, and assists for John Collins. Again, 39 overall is what he got in game one. And the Bucks, while, you know, they are still a solid defensive team during the regular season, not as good as they were in seasons past. The postseason, they've picked it up a little bit. Now, they've slacked from mid-range and the three-point range, but obviously that's where they're going to be honing in on because of guys like Kevin Herter, like Trey Young. And again, we'll see what Bogdanovich's availability is because he's still questionable, didn't really have that big of an impact in game one. That's going to be a big unknown if he's going to be that big of a factor, depending on how you bet this Hawks team. But nevertheless, 
still could open up a lot of doors for John Collins. So look for him over 26 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. And like we mentioned with Trey Young, nine and a half is where his assist is labeled at. Look for the over minus 120. Instead of doing the double-double, that's at minus 129. Just bet him over nine and a half assists because he has to get that regardless, and you're paying nine cents less. So let's go with Trey Young over nine and a half assists tonight, along with John Collins over 26 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. And then if you missed it last segment with some of our baseball bets, we had the White Sox on the run line for even money against the Mariners, and then the Padres' first five team total over two and a half runs at minus 131 against the Diamondbacks. Martin taking the bump for Arizona has been brutal in four outings so far this season. Let's hope the Padres add on to that and keep up their hot streak and pour in some runs. As always, best of luck if you tail with any of our wagers. Let's kind of get a little bit deeper into the baseball slate. Scott Miller, Sirius XM MLB Radio, joining us next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on boosts on all of your favorite teams, only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, along with those instant payouts and only one time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only, must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self exclusion program. Daily hometown discounts all available. Check it out. BetRivers.com. Alrighty, wrapping up a Friday edition of Rush Hour right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Crowd is packed. Plenty of baseball action already underway. We got hockey to look forward to. A Game 7, baby. Could not be more exciting. And then, of course, basketball. And like we said, already some baseball underway and a good slate to look forward to tonight. So let's kind of get deeper into that. Scott Miller, you can follow on Twitter, at ScottMillerBBL, and does great work. Sirius XM MLB Radio. Scott, we appreciate you joining us tonight. Let's get right into it, my man, with the Twins and the Indians. Minnesota, a minus-130 favorite tonight against Cleveland. This total at about 9.5, but the Twins with a little bit of a sketchy pitching situation. They're on a guy who's making his debut se uh, for the season out here tonight. How do you handicap this one? Yeah, the, uh, the the Twins have been so – and nice to be with you tonight, Danny, by the way. But, uh, yeah, the Twins – have been utterly disappointing this year. They, they so much more was expected out of them. Um, and as you said, they've got a kid, you know, make his debut tonight. Danny, Danny Colombe, um, Brian Buxton is out now as the center fielder uh, who just cannot stay healthy. Can't stay in the lineup. He was hit with a pitch the other day. And I'll tell you on the flip side, Cleveland uh, is hanging in there. They're doing, they're, you know, they're right there with the White Sox. And they're, they're playing far better. I think than most people would have predicted. So here we are, they're 10 games over 500. The Indians, uh, they pitch so well, and um, that's what's doing it for them. Now, speaking of the AL Central, which, you know, we have the Indians and Twins in, let's go look at the White Sox tonight. We talked about this game a little bit earlier against the Mariners. Could be a great spot for Chicago going against the Southpaw Kikuchi, who not only is a lefty, which is viable for the White Sox, but Kikuchi has done poorly against the White Sox, 0-1 with 11.05 ERA in two starts. Now, Rodon is quite the opposite. I mean, we know the great season he's been having, and he's had success in his career against the Mariners. White Sox, the big favorite, minus 195. This total at 7.5. Personally, I did the run line with the White Sox, minus 1.5 tonight. Do you think we could see a big game out of the White Sox tonight on the south side? Yeah, they. Uh, uh, I know for one thing, I believe this is the uh, their stadium now is open. I think tonight's the first night that where they can have a full mm -hmm. crowd. So I think, you know, the White Sox are excited about that. I think uh, with that big house in, uh, you know, at home, they're, they're going to play well. Rodon on the hill. Um, you know, the, big, the, the, the biggest battle the White Sox have been facing this year is injuries. I mean, doggone, you know, Luis Robert, the, the great young center fielder is, is out and has been out for a while. He's going to be out for the year. Eloy Jimenez, the left fielder, went down late in spring training, second baseman Nick Madrigal, uh, on and on and on it goes. And yet, you know, the White Sox, uh, you know, they, they still have been able to keep it rolling. Um, you know, the Mariners uh, have not longest playoff drought in uh, North American sports history of any four, of the, or the longest current playoff drought of any of the four professional sports. So, uh, you know, White Sox uh, back at home, I like them. All right, Scott, let's move on to the NL Central Cardinals and Pirates. Now, 
Pirates got the job done yesterday, 8-2, to two, and Carlos Martinez has just been so brutal, and Pittsburgh took advantage of that last evening. But tonight, St. Louis, we see back as a big favorite with Kim, the southpaw, taking the bump for St. Louis. Minus 175 is the Cardinals' price right now. Pirates plus 148, total at 9. Will Crow has been really bad. He's going on the mound for Pittsburgh, so this could just be a crapshoot at that. So how do you handicap this game tonight? And even further down the road, is St. Louis going to figure it out, do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, you're right. Will Crow on the mound, the right-hander for the Pirates, uh, you know, 0-4 with a 642 ERA, uh, hasn't exactly had a lot of success. But like you say, you know, Kwon Hyun Kim, the lefty in St. Louis, uh, not a bad ERA at 360, but 1-5. and five. He has not had much luck. I know manager Mike Schilt shook up the lineup the other day because to your question about the future of St. Louis, they have been really struggling the last three three to four weeks. And, um, you know, Schilt moved some guys around. He's got Dylan Carlson, center fielder, now in the leadoff spot. Uh, they should be better than they are. I mean, Paul Goldschmidt at first, Nolan Arenado at second, I mean, at third. Um, you know, they... they uh, They've got some really good pieces in, in St. Louis, but you're right. And, and you mentioned last night, Carlos Martinez. Was brutal. And that guy, he has been the last four or five years just so disappointing because he was supposed to step up with all of that talent and be one of uh, you know the, the next aces of the Cardinals. And he cannot get out of his own way. And they had him in the bullpen a year ago. You know, they, they bounced him. They tried everything to get him going. The bullpen, starting rotation, back to bullpen. Now he's back in the rotation. Um, you know, Cardinals' inconsistency is one of the big stories in the National League Central this year. Yeah, and this NL Central is really fascinating because you see the Brewers, who may just end their game with the Rockies right now in extras, they're getting their chance to bat. They came back from a 4-0 deficit. This Milwaukee team pitching-wise, fantastic. Top of the notch in terms of Major League Baseball, right? But the Cubs have the plus-run differential in the division, the only team to have that. But it's still there's that sentiment that the Cubs really aren't as good as we've been seeing them so far this season. I mean, they have the combined no-hitter last night. And the Reds, you know, the Reds are very volatile. Who do you think comes out on top of the NL Central? Because Milwaukee is now the favorite. But to me, I, I don't trust Milwaukee enough offensively. That's what worries me about, about the Brewers. But who do you think ends up on top? Yeah, and, and it, it, the stat you mentioned, uh, Danny, the, the, the Cubs having that plus 28 run differential is, is interesting in that it, with, when everybody else in the division is uh, negative run differential. And St. Louis is minus 48, uh, speaking of their inconsistent play. Um, you know, I, Cincinnati, I don't completely discount. I expect better pitching from them. Uh, they're third right now, 37 and 36, minus eight run differential. Uh, you know, Milwaukee, they're, they're a little bit like Tampa Bay and Oakland in that they continue to find ways to get it done, especially without, uh, you know, without big payroll. Uh, Kristen Yelich hasn't really turned it on yet. I, I think, you know, Yelich's best days are ahead of him in this summer uh, of this, you know, in 2021 season. Um, I, I think the Brewers, I still, I'm not sure I buy the Cubs long term, but you got to give them their props so far. But I would say I still like the Brewers to win the division. All right. And speaking of the Cubs, before we touch on your Padres, a team you're so familiar with tonight, the Cubs get another chance to get the job done against the Dodgers. They're catching plus 143, LA's minus 167. 
totals at nine. You're getting Arietta and Gonsolin. You know, how do you figure this matchup goes? Do, do the Dodgers finally get some life offensively and get rid of this losing streak, or can the Cubs get the job done once again? <laughs> you know, it's funny that Jake Arietta is going for the Cubs tonight, right after the no hitter in Dodger Stadium, simply because you know I still remember, it wasn't that long ago. It was back in 2016. Uh, and I was there on that Sunday night baseball game when Jake Arrieta no hit the Dodgers. So here the the Cubs no hit the Dodgers. You know, four or five years later, uh, and the guy that did it back then is on the hill tonight. And you know, I, the Cubs have it going right now. They're they're playing well. Gonsolin, uh, I think he's going to be pretty good for the Dodgers. I don't know. He so far he's still figuring it out. Um, but the Dodgers, the problem with them from the no hitter last night to. You know, they they also they come off heels getting swept by the Padres in three in a row, so they they are having a rough time right now. And part of it is they're not the Dodgers right now. I mean, Corey Seager at shortstop, he's out. He's been out with a broken hand. Um, Cody Bellinger just rejoined the lineup the other night. He's been out of the lineup way more than he's been in it this year. Uh, consequently, you know, he's not really done a lot offensively. He's still trying to find his rhythm and will be trying to find his rhythm for a while. I believe, you know, Max Muncy just was activated the other day in San Diego too. So, you know, I, part of sports, as you well know, is it's not necessarily who you play, but when you play them and for the Cubs right now, they're catching the Dodgers at the right time. All right, Scott, before we let you go, we got about a minute left. Your Padres tonight, a huge favorite, minus 315. So if we can assume they get the job done tonight, how much do you think they win by, and what kind of pitching performance is Paddock going to have? Yeah, I mean, and, and that's an interesting game in that we all know the Diamondbacks have had a miserable season and that road losing streak. The Diamondbacks take that 23-game road losing streak into San Diego tonight. So there's actually a little bit of pressure on the Padres because, you know, the D-backs right now have that major league record, 23-game road losing streak. Uh, Paddock has been better this year than he was last year, Chris Paddock, the starter for the Padres. But Padres playing really well right now. I mean, Tommy Pham has had a really good last month. He's hitting the ball, but he's getting on base more. Um, I, you know, it's hard not to see the Padres being heavy favorites tonight. Manny Machado, I should mention too, both offensively and especially defensively. It is a treat to watch him every single night. No doubt about that. Padres catching fire at the right time. Seven game win streak looking to push that on tonight and a good opportunity against Martin taking them out who struggled and the Diamondbacks overall, as you alluded to on the road this season. Scott, as always, my man, we appreciate you taking some time, so enjoy those games tonight. We'll look forward to talking some more baseball later on. Look forward to it. Thank you. All right, Scott Miller, folks, does great work with Sirius XM MLB Radio and also a good job covering the Padres for Valley Sports TV. And, look, he knows his baseball and good notes when it comes to that game with the Cubs and the Dodgers. He was at that Arietta game. Pretty fascinating. Cubs throwing the combined no-hitter last night. Maybe some value on them once again because his Dodgers team is banged up. Maybe Chicago takes advantage of that. And you missed it earlier. Speaking of Chicago, we're rolling with the White Sox tonight on the run line. Even money versus the Mariners. Padres' first five team total over two and a half. John Collins over 26 and a half points, rebounds and assists. And finally, Trey Young over nine and a half assists. Best of luck, as always, if you tell. From all of us here at VEASAN, enjoy your weekend. We'll catch up on Monday.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.